You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Huge thanks to Oklahoma Agrotourism uh, for helping set this podcast up. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism. Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agrotourism be your guide. Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode coming to you from Saya, Oklahoma today with Bill Stricker to talk about Flying W Ranch. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. It's uh, AJ, I'm flicking through the website. Obviously, beautiful sunsets, riding horses into the distance. That stuff looks really cool, and I'm sure you guys get to do that a lot. Um, but before we dive in, into your business and the ranch and, and having people out, uh, you know, through tourism and stuff like that, um, how, you know, how do you get to this point? Do you, are you born and raised out there? Yeah, so I was born and raised in Western Texas, which is a lot like Western Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I grew up around cattle and horses my whole life. And so it's kind of, I, I've actually been in healthcare for like 22 years. But all along the way, I kept, you know, dealing with horses and cattle and, and those type of things. So uh, I've lived in western Oklahoma about 15 years and really just love the beauty of it. Uh, like you talked about, the sunsets, the sunrises, all those things are just, I don't think you can beat it, especially in Oklahoma. Yeah, definitely. It's pretty special. And uh, those people listening will know, obviously, you live here. We blessed with it pretty much every day, which is great. Uh, so growing up out there, you know, being in, in Western Texas and, and Western Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. this stuff that you do today, was, was it normal to you growing up? Did you grow up around agriculture? Yeah, so I grew up around it. Um, there's two things that really influenced me to, to, you know, start this ranch and be a part of this, of the Flying W Guest Ranch. One was... Again, I grew up around it, and so that was the interest there. I loved horses. I loved the cattle. I loved being outdoors. The second part of it is I founded and ran uh, men's retreats, and it's just men getting together and going on a retreat, and we, we did that in West Texas, really not far from here, about an hour and a half from here, and we went to a dude ranch, and that had such an impact on 10 years of my life, and I just saw the impact that it had on you know young teenagers and, and, and adult men. And uh, the environment out there was a lot more peaceful. Uh, you could really spend time with nature. You could spend time, you know, really bonding, um, riding horses, all these things. And so I saw some, I guess I call it magic, basically magic happened there. Um, it impacted lives. And even years later, a lot of these guys were saying how much they appreciated, how much they missed it, and how much they enjoyed it. And so those two things really, really catapulted me into uh, doing the Flying W Guest Ranch. And since I've, I've been here almost five years, and really I've seen the same type of thinking, things happen here almost every single night, where, you know, a lot of times we'll do a bonfire or something at night just to kind of relax. And we're watching, the, we're looking at the stars and we're looking at the sunset. Uh, and it reminded me of those 10 years and just how impactful it can be on your life. Because, you know, I mean, every day it's so busy, go, 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 everything, our schedules are packed. And this play, and this place really makes you realize that slowing down is, uh, 
is kind of what it was intended to be for us to kind of slow down and not be so busy and, and just be thankful for the things we have. And I, I struggle with that myself out here because, you know, I live out here and I work out here, but it's a good reminder to see the God's beauty and all the beautiful things that are around us. Um, and so I've been very blessed and very thankful to be out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You know, going on retreats as a guy, just getting away, right. And just being out, yeah. no matter where it is, but when it helps, obviously when you're outside and hanging out and just, you know, it, it's a total reset, isn't it? And it doesn't matter what reason it's yeah. for, you know, you, so everyone has their issues and their demons and their problems. But once you go out with a bunch of guys and you, you know, get to have real talks and hang out, I'm sure, it, like you said, you see it stuff happening every day that, that makes it worth it. Right. Yeah. I think it's, it's a combination of what you're talking about that, it, that, you, you, you do have this bonding experience with the people you're with. Like when we go on horseback riding, for example, it's, it's like there's two parts of it. There's parts where we have really good talks and just get to know each other. You know, I'm talking about somebody I just met for the first time. Then on the other side, you have, there's times during even something as simple as a horseback ride or a trail ride that, that there's solitude there, that you, both of us don't feel like we have to talk. We're just looking at God's beauty. We're looking at, you know, the, the skies and the, just the terrain. So yeah, that solitude is just as important as the bonding experience that happens. Yeah. So, so five years ago, you saw this opportunity in this place, this land came up for, for sale and you're like, right, I'm going to put all my experience into this and I'm going to go do it myself. Yeah. And, and this place had kind of set dormant. So, I mean, it was definitely an uphill battle to just try to figure it out. Uh, a lot of our business was not really local, which originally I kind of thought it would might be more local, but to come to find out, you know, we have people coming from Europe to come hang out with us. I have a, a good example of that is I have a couple that, you know, they're, they're in their fifties and they come from the UK every year to come stay with us. And, you know, we've had people from France and all these different spots, but also in the United States, uh, you know this, as I'm sure you've heard it, that the RV industry is just booming right now. Mm-hmm. And so literally almost every night we have a new one to five or more RVs coming in here. And we're, we're a member of this thing called Harvest Host. And Harvest Host is, if uh, the listeners haven't heard of it before, it's like a subscription, like it's a website, and you go up on and sign up. And if you have an RV, you pay a subscription for the year for the year and you can go stay at like ranches, distilleries, wineries, all these different places for free. Mm-hmm. And it's a handshake deal that you stay one night and you promise to buy something. And that is really because the RV industry is booming so much right now. And that really started mid COVID. Mm-hmm. And it's really just, you know, slow down a little bit, you know, with the holidays and the first of the year. But I mean, every night we were getting, you know, talking about the summer and the fall, we were getting five plus new families coming every single day. We're talking about people that you're, you're at our age and they're like raising their kids in their RV. And they're also uh, raising, I mean, they're working from their RV. And so it's really, it's, it's, it's awesome because you have this, so many people from all over the country every single night. And, and part of the idea is that some people that think, you know, when you look at the media and the news and all that, that they, they kind of act like we can't get along. And that's just not true. I mean, every night you have some really amazing people. And when we're, we're at the campfire, we're dancing, we're enjoying each other. We're talking, we're talking about everything under the sun. We don't even need to talk about politics. We don't need to talk about those hot button issues. And, and the biggest thing that's come uh, to my mind in these five years is that 
from seeing so many people all over the United States and all over the world is that we're pretty good people. And we all have kind of the same goals. We want to take care of our families. We want to, you know, do good things in life. And so that's been, you know, kind of a miracle or, I mean, it's been magical in itself, truly. Yeah. That's, I'd never heard of that, 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 you know, the, the, the harvesting, I, I, that's the first time I'm hearing of it. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that that are the same thing. That that's really interesting though. And I love the concept that, you know, you come and stay, but you've got to buy something. Yeah. Well, I love the handshake deal of it because, you know, believe it or not, you know, I have an RV park here, but you know, it has the full hookups. It has electricity and it has uh, water and sewer and all those things. But harvest host with that uh, website, those aren't included. So you have to be Mm self-sufficient. So even if they hook up for electricity, we charge them a minimum of like $10, but most of the people here, they want more. So we'll serve them steak dinner, or we'll go trail riding, or we'll do any of these other things. You know, I always say it, and I think it's true, and it really applies to here at the Fly NW Guest Ranch is that, you know, the best things in life are free. And what I mean by that is that how could I charge them for the sunrise or the sunset? You know, those things are truly free. And, you know, and I, I, your reader or your listeners may, may see this if they go to our website, what's flyingwgestrange.com, but they, we have the largest buffalo kill site in the South Plains. And what that means is that, for 600 years, more buffalo were pushed, herded off the cliff, and they died off the cliff, and they would butcher them uh, than anywhere in the uh, South Plains right here at the Flying W Guest Ranch. And so, and, and that wasn't anytime soon. That wasn't during the, you know, the time we think of when the Indians were here, like the 16, 1700s. We're talking about when Christ was here, so 2,500 years ago. And it just blows my mind that 2,500 years ago, uh, people were buffalo hunting right here on this property, uh, to feed their families, you know, like their job. And uh, so that's, it's historic. Uh, University of Oklahoma came out here and their scientists proved all that. And all that is able to free for the uh, people, guests to be able to see that for free. There's no charge for that. Yeah. And it's just a beautiful site. It's a very historical site. I mean, you can still dig up bones from 2,500 years ago. It's amazing. So there's all those things that you can see um, that really are free, but, the reason I love the Harvest Toast is because that handshake, still, handshake deal, I mean, they're wanting to buy a T-shirt or they're wanting to pay for electricity or they're wanting to take dinner. They're really wanting to make their effort to uh, contribute really to, to local business as they go along in their trip across the United States. Yeah. And traveling around the States, they, you know, especially now that it's booming, I'm sure it's so hard to, if you don't have it to pull in, at least you know you have a spot somewhere, right? That's yeah, so that's what makes us unique. There's two things that make us unique about that situation. First is most places they go to don't have full hookups. So that's, you know, it's almost like, almost like, oh, I get to finally have some electricity. I mean, they're self-serving, so they have generators or whatever, but it's nice to be able to plug in. And then the second part of it, most harvest host locations, they just have a parking spot. That's it. And they get, you know, they get filled up quick. So when they call me, they're like, you know, uh, they, they're worried about them being able to get their spot, but there's no worry here because you have 1,250 acres. We could literally park them anywhere. Yeah. So that's also a big surprise to these people who may, may have never been to Oklahoma before. So they're like, okay, wide open spaces. We have plenty of availability to park. Uh, it's just a surprise to them. Uh, and there's just, you know, they, and also part of it is they love to shop local. So, you know, in October, we had an ice storm here. Uh, it really, anybody was here, they, had, they were stuck here for like five days, but we had the best time ever because we're just enjoying being here and just hanging out and just having a good time. So, yeah, yeah. good stuff. 
When, so five years ago, did you know that the site was so historical when, or was that something you found out later? No, I mean, I, it was kind of a, I laugh about that question because it was like a brief moment. I was shown it, but I didn't really grasp the whole concept of it. Yeah. I didn't grasp, you know, when I first thought about it and a lot of people, when they see it for the first time, their first thought is again, that it was not that long ago. And that's not true. It was a long time ago. And then they think almost like senseless killing. Well, no, it wasn't senseless killing. But yeah. then they all, so then when they get the dates right and they think, okay, 25, this is my process. And I see this all the time when people come here to, uh, to see the Buffalo Kill site, they go through this process and this was the same process I had. Well then, okay, maybe it's like cavemen, you know, kind of, that's kind of what I thought. No guns, you know, throwing spears and rocks. But if you really look at the story of when Jesus was on this earth, I mean, it was that they were a civilized nation. They were, you know, there was more than cavemen. So, and, and a lot of people think that really nobody was here in America during that time, but it's just not true. And in, in, in Oklahoma, uh, there was civilization here in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's fascinating in it when history in general is fascinating, but especially when you have a site like that on your land that you can mm -hmm. directly tie after the, you know, you, the, and I'm sure that, you know, you say that and a bunch of people are like, okay, whatever, no way. And then, you know, you have all the university, the university comes out and says, no, 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 this is, this is legit. Like this happens. You know, it, it's a really cool selling point and it's a really cool, unique perspective to have. And I'm sure like now, you know, it's something that, that by having it makes you stand way above any other place, the guest ranch. And it's just another unique selling point that you have. And, and it's special, isn't it? I mean, even if you didn't, you know, have clients and customers or whatever, if it was just a personal branch, it's still cool to have. Yeah. So if you came here and you came to stay at the Flying W Guest Ranch, you're at the front of the property. There's cabins. So if you want to stay in the cabins, there's cabins here and they're really nice. And, uh, and then you have the RV site, but all that's at the very front. And so, and then, you know, not far, let's say 200 yards back is like our restaurant. And we, and we're, we serve our guests only. That's what we normally do. It's just whoever's staying here, we'll take care of them. And then we have a banquet hall, we have a church, we have a bar and all these things. It looks like an old Western town. It's really, it's really unique and different. Most of it's for looks, honestly, but it's still, it's kind of takes you back to an old Western town. Um, but, and I have people just go there and have steak dinner. And then maybe we'll sit by the campfire as we talked about. But I, I tell them all the time, the beauty's even two miles back. I mean, that's really the beauty. And that's where the Buffalo Kill site, we're also the site, uh, you know, there's a big sign about it on the on I-40 as we're coming into Elk City, but uh, we're the site of the Great, Great Western Cattle Drive. In other words, when they were taking cattle to market, they would drive it right through this area. Yeah. Um, most of Western Oklahoma, as you probably know, is flat and just flat. I mean, you know, fields, wheat fields, cotton, but not here. It has valleys and hills and valleys and hills, and it's just it's just magnificent. And in both in both in all seasons. So in spring, I mean, it's just really beautiful with the blooming and green and all that. But even right now, you can see deep inside those valleys when you can't in the spring and in the, in the summer because of all the greenery and all the leaves and all that. But so you can actually see, man, that is really deep. The Buffalo Kill site, as an example, is uh, it's massive. We're talking about several football fields, and then we're talking about sixty feet deep. When the summer and the spring, you really can't see down to the bottom, and so it it's a little bit uh, deceiving because you think, oh, it looks okay. But when all those leaves are gone, you can see in the bottom of it because yeah. 2,500 years ago, trees were not native to Western Oklahoma. 
So we didn't have trees here. And those trees were brought in by people in agriculture. So it, it really is a different kind of uh, environment really than back then. And so it just, it, it helps you kind of, even in the fall, in the winter, helps you realize the massiveness of that, them pushing these buffalo over the, the cliff and all that. Yeah. You mentioned the town. Was the town there, you know, was it, when you bought the property, was it that what was run down as well? Was that made by someone previously? Or was that something that's hundreds of years old that were preserved and just kind of there? No, the history of the ranch is, is, is it originally started out as a dairy farm. And so there's some remnants of that, like there's a lagoon and that would be for like a feed yard or a dairy farm. So that's still there. It's kind of out in the pasture, but more then it became, um, they had a reality TV show. And if your listeners want to look that up, it's interesting to look it up. It was called Cowboy U is on CMT. And so that, and, and it was teaching city slickers how to become cowboys. And so that, that was the real reason that they made it really look like an old Western town. Um, so we have an arena here. We also have a huge concert arena, which has nothing to do with the reality TV show, but they've had lots of venues, like pretty big name musicians out here, um, before I got here. And then we've had a, a couple of concerts. We're trying to have some more in the future. You know, COVID has kind of slowed us down on that, but still, uh, yeah. And then it became kind of more like a museum type where they, they, they did have a couple of buildings that had a lot of artifacts. Those were donated to a local museum now. And so it went from dairy farm to reality TV show to more like a museum kind of amusement park type place. And then it set for a little bit and, and thus we're here now. Yeah. You must have, I mean, once it came up and you saw it, you must have thought this is our golden opportunity. This can't get any better. Well, I, I was shocked because, you know, I was in the nursing home industry and I sold a nursing home in Hobart, which is 45 minutes from here. And I, I just, rem I was trying to figure out what to do next. And I was thinking about the, the times in my life where I was really inspired. And I thought about, you know, those men's retreats that I had founded and, and attended. And I, and, and I jokingly told that guy at the time, I said, look, if you ever sell this place, I want to be a part of that. Well, that's a family owned thing for generations. So, but all of a sudden I found this place 45 minutes from where I lived and it just felt like, it felt like an answer to prayer. It felt like uh, kind of something that was meant to be. And so I was very surprised by it. Yeah. I'd never heard of it, even living 10 years, 45 minutes from here. Where, where does the name come from? Uh, it comes from a local family. Their last name was Winery, and they're a well-known family, not in Sayre, but we're in between Elk City and Sayre. We're actually, our address is Sayre, but uh, the, the town we're closest to is actually Elk City, and there's a family there that's pretty well-known. Uh, their last name is Winery, and that's where the Flying W came from. And originally, I thought about changing the name to a different name, but I think the Flying W sounds good. I think it, you know, overall it, um, it just works. And there's a lot, I mean, even the furniture in the restaurant has branded Flying W's and I just, and we're talking about, you know, very rustic, uh, like we have lanterns that are really, that buffalo all, all over them. They're, uh, you know, they're very, you know, they're pretty neat to look at and they have Flying W all over it. So it just didn't make sense to try to change all those things. Yeah. And when people go to the website and I'll post the links down below for everything you mentioned as well, it, you know, you have the cabins, you have the RV sites, but you know, it's a full wild west experience, right? Tell me about the packages you guys have that go. If someone, even if someone's just driving out for the day, what can they come and do? Stuff like that. 
Yeah, we all the time we'll have people that are traveling, traveling on I-40 and they'll call me up and probably one of the premier things that people want to do is they want to ride horses because they don't have that opportunity really. And so we do those things. We do hay rides. We do parties and stuff out here. We've done weddings in the past. We have the, uh, the ability to do weddings, uh, birthday parties. Um, you know, when, I, when we talk about the experience, we're doing anything from skeet shooting. We also have guided hunt, hunts out here. So if people want to hunt deer or turkey or duck, this is a prime hunting area. Uh, there's public lands that are close to here, but it just doesn't have the accommodations with the, with the cabins and all these things. Um, and then also, um, there's a lot of people that love the hiking. Um, we don't do this. We don't, we, we don't, we allow people to do this. I, I wish people would do this more where they can ride their ATVs or their four wheelers or those kind of things. We have plenty of trails for that. You could literally get on a trail or be out here and spend the entire day and really go to never go to the same place twice. And whether you're talking about horseback riding or whether you're talking about ATVs, um, we do serve steak dinner a lot of nights and it's, we do it based on who's coming in and how many people want to eat and all those things. But even people traveling on I-40, one of, that's one of the questions I'll ask when they call me and say, Hey, you want to come in for the day? We'll make a package for that day and try to feed me and we'll feed them and, and just really try to entertain them and cater to what they want to do. Um, there's lots of people, believe it or not, that come from out of state that want to, they want to move cattle. They want us to, they want to help us work cattle. They want to help us uh, fix fences, those type of things. And we, you know, we're always willing to do those, you know, to make it fun and enjoyable. I don't know why the cowboy life, especially people from Europe, if you live in Oklahoma, then we're used to it. But if you're from, not from Oklahoma, the cowboy life is just, uh, it's almost like Route 66. There's some nostalgia or something behind it that we don't understand that I don't, I didn't quite understand that before I came here because I thought, well, everybody grows up around horses. Everybody grows up around cattle, but you learn real quickly that they don't. And so this is very unique to them. And I love it because I get to help them experience those things for the first time. And it's really, like I told you earlier, it's magical. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I'm originally from the UK, I'm originally from Wales, so I totally understand where that comes from, because, you know, we grow up, especially like my dad grew up watching, I mean, they were called spaghetti westerns back in the day, because it was cheaper to make them in Italy than it was to make them here, I think, uh, you know, Clint Eastwood yeah. and all those kind of movie stars in the western movies, and um, oh, John Wayne, and you know, all that kind of stuff, like we watched movies like that growing up, because you can't, there's agriculture back home is very it, it's you know it's it's a lot of cattle but it's you're not really riding horses doing it and there's never really yeah. that there's just not enough land back home to do it uh -huh. at the scale that you guys have to do it out here and you know cowboy culture and just seeing a cowboy it's just cool isn't it you know it's something that yeah. you've never seen before you think wow that, that can be really cool to wear a cowboy hat boots and a giant belt mm -hmm. buckle or whatever it is so i totally get why you get you know people from europe coming over and and wanting to do all that stuff it's fascinating i have a you know back to that couple i was talking about there i give or take in their 50s and they're tracy is her name and dave is his name and they're they came here the first time and it was really by accident because they were ironically supposed to stay at the dude ranch that I told you I did the men's retreat and they had, for whatever reason, could, had overbooked or whatever reason. So they ended up calling me at the last minute and they were touring Route 66. But before they even came here, they did riding lessons, um, you know, there in the UK and they wrote English and they rode in an arena. And then when they got out here, we were on Western Saddles and we went out 
And they told me, they're like, we just wasted two or three months worth of lessons because we learned more the first day just being here. And I laugh because they also had bought cowboy hats over there. And this is, I love these people. So there's no, no humor. I'm not making fun of them at all, but they bought these cowboy hats there. And that to them, that was the cool thing because they were coming here. But then they realized real quick that those weren't, you know, authentic, I guess you could say, where it really wasn't you know, what it was about. And they, we laughed about that and just thought, and then every year that they've come back, we just, they've grown, we've grown in, in friendship and just let's ride more. And really, when they, and they told me this, they're almost like the experts in horseback riding when they go back because they spend so much time riding here with us. So. Yeah. That must Pretty be neat. so cool for them to keep coming back and, and know, you know, it's, people, you know, people ask me like, you know, when you go on vacation and, and why do you always go to the same place or why do people always go to the same place? Well, it's a total getaway. They know, they know it's familiar. They know they can, you know, sometimes when you try a new place and you go on vacation, you, the last thing you want to do is waste two weeks of your life. And it's a horrible experience when they yeah. trust and they know they can have a great experience when they come back, they know we're going to, you know, loop, stress relief and have a great time and, and, you know, catch up with you if they haven't seen you for a year or whatever it is. Like it's, that's really cool to hear that they keep coming back, but that must be special for you as well. It is as well. And here's the, the gift in return. I'm going to go see them. That's what I'm going to do. In other words, they had such an impact on my life and them coming here. And I hope that I obviously we did too on theirs, but that's what's created. Uh, sometime in like 2022, I'm going to go visit them. That's awesome. So, yeah. I, that's, and, that's the, and right out there, which will be totally different, right? Cause it's, I, mean, I think that would be fun. Go riding out there. Yeah, there's, I wouldn't um, know how to write English anyway. Right, there's, there's a place by kind of where my hometown is. It's kind of close to the sea, and and they kind of have a farm and and train racehorses as well. But they're right next to the beach, so they just run up and down the beach in the sand, which is great yeah. for horses. I know nothing about horses, but apparently it's great. Uh, and yeah. I, I, you know, I, I'm not really confident on a horse at all. But I'm like, I'm you know, the kind of like the the one who's super impatient that sees them riding down the beach along the waves. I'm like, I want to go do that, but I've got to like, spend five <laughs> years learning how to ride a horse first. <laughs> well, that, that has to be something that you can try and do when you go over there. Um, I'm going to have to do it. No, have to. Well, I mean, Bill, this has been awesome. Before we let you go, uh, how can people find you? How can they book? How can they, you know, just come and hang out, uh, you know, and find the place, stuff like that. Yeah, I think the easiest way is to go to the website, findwfguestranch.com. You'll find my number on there, and that way you can call if you have questions. I, I would use the a website mainly to get the number, kind of get some basic information, but there's really not a lot of prices on there. There is some, but I wouldn't just stick to those prices. Call me up because there may be some things you don't want to do and other things you want to do. Well, we can all work that out and make it happen. We're pretty laid back. Uh, that's the best place. We're also on Facebook, same thing, findwfguestranch on Facebook. We would love to uh, interact with it. If there's any of your listeners who are Harvest Host members, we are, again, a Harvest Host. So that's another you know, a way that you guys can find us and, and kind of uh, get to find out more information about us. Awesome. Well, mate, thank you so much. And for everyone listening, I'll post the links to all that that Bill just mentioned down in the description so you can click on it, go straight to the website and check it out. And hopefully you stop in 
next time you're heading west on I-40. Uh, Bill, thanks so much for coming on the podcast and we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Huge thanks to Oklahoma Agro-Tourism uh, for helping set this podcast up. Hundreds of farms and ranches across the state of Oklahoma invite you to explore and experience the intersection of agriculture and tourism. Oklahoma's growing adventure. Pet a pig, help with a harvest, lie around at the lodge, wind down with a wine and more. However, you want to experience agriculture? Let Oklahoma Agro-Tourism be your guide. Start your adventure at oklahomaagrotourism.com. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.